You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about JB Weld. For big or small repair projects at home or the garage, you need something that lasts. We're proud to have JB Weld Epoxy Adhesive as our sponsor. Keep JB Weld in your toolbox, the kitchen drawer, or craft room. It's good for metal, wood, plastic, and more. JB Weld is made in the USA, and pros and DIYs have trusted JB Weld for more than 50 years. We use it here. We use it at the home. We use it in the garage over here. We use it in the studio, over at the shop. We're using it all the time. It's available at jbweld.com. You can get it at all these great stores. You can get it at Home Depot. You can get it at Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, Amazon, and more. Pretty much anywhere you guys go for your car parts and do-it-yourself uh, home improvement stuff, you can find it pretty much everywhere. So JB Weld, world's strongest bond. Corolla Drinks proudly presents Adam's Monthly Nut. Just $25, you get wine and gifts. Ace's favorite stuff or products from ACS. Every single month, you get the drink you choose. It's hard to beat cool stuff and lose. Adam's Monthly Nut. Adam's Monthly Nut. This month's shipment includes a collection of all 32 Banks Bracket Madness songs. A custom spice blend from Gina Grad herself. A signed copy of one of Adam's favorite movies of all time, Defending Your Life. Plus, a bottle from Corolla Drinks. Sign up today for $25 and get one month or keep the shipments coming. So prep your mails box and get ready for Adam's Monthly Nut. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. Get it on. And welcome to Castrol Car Cast. I'm Adam Carroll. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndre. Hello. There. Lot to get to today. First, quickly, I want to tell you about our friends over at Zycoat. Car Cast brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, lower under hood temperatures, which is a must, baby. This stuff is the real deal. Put Zybar on, take heat off, and learn more at Zycoat.com. That's Zycoat.com. And JB Weld, made in the USA, pros and DIYers. Um, they both trust JB Weld. I've been using this stuff my whole life out in the garage. Now you can use it in the house because they make all kinds of adhesives. And you get it at JBWeld.com and Home Depot and Lowe's and AutoZone, O'Reilly. It's all wherever you get your stuff. J.B. Weld is there. All right. Uh, let's see. There was a horrific uh, Lamborghini crash as uh, we taped this show. It was last yeah. night, and it was in my stomping grounds in that um, – Was it an Aventador? It looked like an Aventador. It or, or it was so Just balled up. That uh, I don't know. The two people died in it. I believe two people died. Um, and-, and I don't know if you know the lay of the land, but I just heard it was in the Sepulveda Basin. The Sepulveda Basin is – well, first things first. I don't, I don't really know what that is. They would, they would film – 20 years. You would recognize the <laughs> Sepulveda Basin, which is a flood control-like basin – 
all modern movies from the 80s and 90s and all a lot of car commercials they would film in front of this dam this kind of dam that didn't really look like a dam if okay. if you see where they'd park cars like the new Acura whatever in the background is this sort of big cement sort of monolithic whatever it's just a big wide open wash okay. basin with this medium sized dam behind it but anyway um the the Sepulveda, the the street just goes long. It's it's downhill. It's like a big downhill run, and it's long and it's sweeping, but it's straightish, and it's a it's as high speed a run as you can get in the entire San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. Like it's not Mulholland, and it's not you know a bunch of streets with signals and side streets. There's no side streets. There's no anything. It's just a full cannonball run through the valley if you want to if you want to try it now when i was a kid i used to go down there and just muss around in the marsh it was like a marsh Hmm. literally weird la kind of marsh i believe that la had a marsh Uh, yeah like everglades (laughs) like like everglades and just go down there and mess around with our bikes you know just jump our bikes into the sewage you know then later on it's where the model airplane airport is so oh, yeah, yeah. it's we where the guys fly that, all yeah. the jets and do all the model airplane. They have a little model and there's like a golf course and a blah, blah, blah. But Sepulveda, through the Sepulveda Basin, it's just if you want to go 100 miles an hour, you can go 100 miles an hour there. I mean, I don't know where the cops are, but if you want to go for a cannonball run through the valley, that's the street to do it yeah. on. So evidently somebody was doing it around 8 p.m., which is – little early for a 100-mile-an-hour run there, and uh, 20, 25-year-old man and a 19-year-old woman mm, going over 100 miles an hour struck an SUV and then a tree? Boy. Jeez. Sad. What was he driving? A Lambo I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure that out, yeah. I, I, I thought, I, I saw like one image of it, like the headline image on... On, yeah, I can't even tell what that is now. I can't even tell what model Lamborghini that is. It's a newish Lamborghini, but boy, is that yeah. thing a disaster! And how's that? Like, clearly, there, there, the sheet in the back is like, oh, this is there's people involved. Like, it's oh, a, it is as balled up a car as you've ever, ever seen. So yeah. uh, sad, but on the other hand, don't street race people, Jeez. especially with nineteen year old passengers, and. Uh, I don't yeah. know what this photo is. It's like, is that like a like a Range Rover Evoke to the left with headlights to get some light on a? It's, it's that or or <laughs> a, a Chips SUV. Yeah, that's what we're thinking it is. Oh yeah, okay. They're driving around those Fords. Yeah, they kind of look like Range Rovers. I have to adjust my whole brain because I'm always scanning for cops. Yeah, and now they're all driving SUVs out here, and I got to change my brain for them. I just picked up uh, one yeah. today. Jeez, what a disaster out there! I don't want to go on that road at all. Um. So uh, anyway, I don't know, whatever, if there are more to that story. I, I clicked on the news link, so there is a news, there is a news it's link. Like, yeah, it's local, it's ABC. It's like local KTLA, or something. KTLA, oh, KTLA. What do they say? Can we hear it? Yeah, we can play the video. All right, let's just play it. We'll see, see what that is. It's not often this happens around here. It's sad. Two dead people, so young. God damn. Listen, people, cars are cool, and uh, they're fast, and they're fun, but... Um, I don't get my yayas on the street anymore. It's just, it's sort of like go to the gym and spar or get in the ring and spar, but don't fight in the street. Mm -hmm. Don't fight at a bar. 
It's yeah. like there's yeah. too many sharp objects and too many bottles and too many too many unknown yeah. elements out there. It's kind of the same. It's like look, sparring, fighting, whatever. It's it. You could get hurt. You can get hurt in a ring. You can get hurt on a racetrack. But the problem with fighting in a bar is there's so many things that you can't control that are around you. Yeah, like. Sharp objects, or, or uh, again, bottles, or the guy's buddy with a bat, or That's like what, whatever, no whatever it is. There's and no... so, when you're driving, uh, you're driving on a track. You're driving on a track. You won't hit an SUV. Right. <laughs> there is no cross traffic. There's nobody that oh, he missed the light. Yeah. You're on a track. You're with a bunch of trained people that are going approximately the same speed. Yes. Even then, things can happen. Things can happen, but. Not things that are out of control. It's not going to have uh, a sofa fall off of one of the other race cars and you get in your lane and you got to avoid it yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. that is. Or, and, I mean, and there's safety on call, like right away, mm-hmm. you know? All right. Sorry. We'll hear the story. Yeah. Well, Mike and Sherry, this was a horrific crash. And we're standing on Burbank Boulevard, and you can see behind me, they are still investigating. The road is still closed just east of Havenhurst, and we're told it will be for at least the next few hours. So here is what happened. Police say around 7.20 this evening, a red Lamborghini driving at a high rate of speed eastbound on Burbank Boulevard was passing Havenhurst when it collided with a gray Grand Cherokee that was making a left turn into the park. Now, that caused the the Lamborghini to catch on fire, disintegrating, breaking into pieces, and ejecting the driver. The crash even started a small brush fire. Yeah, that car huh. is as balled up as it can be. It's yeah. it's not. So we're still doing the measurements right now, but right. Uh, it's it appears that at least a hundred miles per hour, based on what how the car disintegrated. We got it. So yeah, you, you, look. You can't do that shit at seven forty-five. It's like it's there's too much traffic. Do it. Do yeah, it at four I in the morning. Do it on the track. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's pretty hectic. All right. Uh, also, I um, somebody took a picture of our nine thirty-five. Oh yeah, Chris Cluwell. Yes, Chris Cluwell <laughs> took a picture of it. Out at uh, Lufthansa Fest, Lufthansa Lufthansa, and I, um, <clears throat> I saw it, and it looked like it was photoshopped. Yeah. Also, I don't know what was happening with the car because that's not where it was parked. It was parked in front of the theater. Oh, this is from the other direction. Yeah, he's underneath the. Marquee. He's underneath the marquee. I was like, what? Because it kind of threw me off. I was like, I don't remember the big pillars in the background, but I guess now. Yeah, and I, I was trying to do the math too, and it's a picture of the 935 on the back lot of Universal, which basically looks like downtown Gotham. Yeah, so it's yeah. a kind of a cool Manhattan kind of <clears throat> vibe with the big pillars and the bank columns and and all that kind of stuff. And then the cars just parked out in the middle of everyone, and people are just kind of walking around. And it's I don't know how to explain. I'm not sure why some shots are better than other shots or how it works, but this one works. Yeah, this is so good. And I and it kind of threw people off. Like I posted it, and then I think somebody tweeted and said, what does the car look like now? And I was like, this picture was four days ago. <laughs> I mean, this it doesn't seem like it, but it's like, yeah, this is four days ago. Yeah, it has like an old kind of look to it. I love how the sky just kind of fades. Yeah, fades right, it's a great white. photo. Mm. It's a great, great job.
Yeah. Thanks, Chris. It's nice. I, I Not like you, Chris. The other Chris. I yeah. like good Chris. Just say good. <laughs> All <Chris>. right. <laughs> well, why Chris can't good? Why can't Chris good, with a K? Why can't good Matt point out good Chris? <laughs> Sorry, that's true. <laughs> okay, and also makes you realize that um, photography is an art form when when done right, and this this yeah. is done right. So you can go to what carcastshow dot com or follow you guys on social. You guys uh, retweeted it. And it, it's the best photo I've seen of this car. Yeah, I keep posting it. It's yeah, be my I throwback ke- Thursday for like f- four weeks, five <clears> weeks. <throat> I keep one. I made a note. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this picture and blow it up and put it on my wall. <clears throat> All right, let's see. Let me hit uh, Zybar here. We'll figure this one. Uh, figure this one out. Um, what else? You got the new Ranger. I've been driving the Ranger. We we got into it quite a bit earlier this week on the show with Goldberg, and uh, and um, you know it's good. It's you know, like I said, we we got into all the details. Two point three liter turbocharged four, toast seventy five hundred pounds with with uh, with the with the four cylinder. Like it seems good. I'm driving the four by four version. You saw it the other day, the bright blue one, and. And uh, it's it's not very mini truckish, although I keep saying mini truck. Yeah, but it uh, looks good. It looks good. I think it's a I'm, good looking truck. I'm completely surprised that it's got a 2.3 four cylinder in there and pulls the way it pulls. Yeah, it scoots around pretty good. Like I'm 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 having some fun with it, and uh, everything works, and the CarPlay works, and the sync system works, and it all seems good like i you know i you know but the range because you can get four door and two door and different beds and all this stuff so they go anywhere from from twenty five thousand bucks up to like maybe forty five thousand bucks is is um uh so it's interesting well the the 2.3 you quoted me like a zero to 60 time that seemed a little too quick yeah it's on uh, that car for the 2.3 six Point three, and that's in the four by four Ranger. Six point three. Yeah, you know, I, it weighs forty five hundred and thirty six pounds. How's the tur- uh, any turbo lag? Uh, it, there seems to be a little bit of turbo. I, it's tough to say if it's turbo lag or the ten speed transmission. The, spe- the, the way ten, it's configured, the ten speed transmission. Six. What do you say? Six three. Six three. Um, I mean, a. Pfft, 1979 Porsche 911 SC was 6.3. Yeah. Zero and it runs 15-second quarter miles. Like, honestly, like like my my 93 Cobra ran, like, 15-second quarter miles. And like, you'd be lucky. And, and that was the Cobra, not even the GT. Like, it, it's somewhere in that range, you'd be like, oh, okay. What what <laughs> was – go uh, 979 911 SC – I'll be curious if we can find the zero to sixty. If it says five seven, they're lying. Right. It's six three. So it, what's interesting is I pointed out on on the show earlier this week is keep in mind this is a two point three liter. It's a turbocharged four. It's the same basic architecture or engine out of the Mustang and the Focus RS. And I just went online to see what was available for it already in the aftermarket. And for four hundred bucks, you can get a handheld tuner and you could add 50 horsepower and 60 pound-feet of torque. See, that's a, we're living in such a good time to just – that's the kind of vehicle that – I don't know what the sticker is. You can get it 
the the base, but the yeah, ba- like twenty five thousand and change. Yeah, but you still probably get electric windows and stuff and air conditioning and everything. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's like the base yeah. is isn't even the base anymore. All right, I don't know, it's, it's pretty pretty uh, pretty cool to see it out there. Max Zapata, read the. Zero to sixty. Did you, did you find the zero to sixty? Zero term? to sixty. Six point three seconds for a nine eleven SC. <laughs> what year? Seventy nine. Right on the money. Not six two. Not six four. Six three. Six six three. Couple things. And the truck is <laughs> six three. Oh boy. <laughs> you know, I was not an average student. I I'm, was considered I'm a senior dunce. GPA. I was considered a dope. <laughs> in my high school. Is it possible that I was really that fucking dumb or maybe the system has not really worked out? I'm going to go with the system based off of the last nine years of hanging with you. Have I ever discussed zero to 60 times in 9-11 SCs or looked it up or even done anything close to that? And and there's an association with it. They should be teaching automotive math in all the schools across the country. <laughs> 6.3, everybody. 6. And the 3. truck again? 6.3. 6.3. 6. <laughs> Max Patton, when you present information like that, yeah. you go a 1979 Porsche 911 SC does zero to 60 in 6.3. Okay. You don't go 6.3. A little more. A 9, little 11. More build a, up. You, you, okay. you little start more it with the fucking title, know. and then you end it with, you don't start with the number <laughs> these, and then go to well, the Well, these end. are internal <laughs> notes for you. <laughs> these are internal <laughs> notes for you. All right. You Not little... good, Chris. Uh, um, I, I don't blame him. That's six point three. Do you know how many numbers <laughs> exist in the universe? <laughs> it's the same. Yeah. It's funny. I was just sitting here and you're talking about that car, and I was like, trying to pick a car. I don't. It's no fun to pick cars from the fifties or the sixties. Like, of course, things were slow, yeah. like Pontiac GTO or or something from sixty five or whatever Mustang. I mean, whatever. But Porsche nine eleven SC is a considered. That was the top of the food chain in 1979, you know, pretty much. Yeah. And that was considered a real sports car, and a then, real performance car. And this Ford Ranger truck with a 2.3 in it and four-wheel drive that weighs 4,500 pounds yeah. is the same zero to 60. All right, Mr. Trivia, what was the name of the movie with Charlie Sheen and they stole Porsches and there was... F- then they 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 jack Porsches in this mall over up on Pico. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Okay, yeah. and uh, I forgot the guy's name that was in it. The co-star was uh, the guy who did the ice skating movie. He was the hockey player and became the ice skater. Well, there that was Rob Lowe, or that was Patrick Swayze. If you're talking about Young Blood. No, I'm not talking about Young Floyd. The gimmick. There's only movie. one hockey. Oh, the the non. You mean the one where the guy had to go from hockey to ice dancing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot right. that actor's I'll name. I'll think of that guy's name. But they did a movie, and Charlie Sheen was sort of the playboy, you know. Uh, uh, and the the ski the, the the skater guy was the undercover cop infiltrating Charlie Sheen's racket of of 
of Porsche stealing. <laughs> and uh, and I think about it because they there are scenes of them just like going at it hard in the streets with Porsches. And you're like, yeah, they were like 6.30 to 60 back in that, like ditching cops and running Mulholland. And, and, and you're like, God, they're so fast. And the movie's like 1983. There's a famous scene. And we got to figure out. I don't know what that movie is. And yeah. I normally have a pretty good idea of these things. There's a famous scene. I don't know if you guys even know it. Uh, against all odds, Jeff Bridges and uh, racing against um, God, uh, what's his name on uh, uh, Woods? James Woods. James Woods. Jeff Bridges. Bridges driving a cabriolet. Okay. Uh, Woods driving a three hundred eight or whatever. Racing on uh, Sunset. Like Dead Man's Curve, like a whole run, like just running like, against like each what, other. Like what year? Uh, 86 or something. Four? 84? All right. Let me tell you. I'll, you look at it. I'm going to find the movie. Yeah, he's he's got it. Yeah, we, Max we, Bata has we got it. it. Oh, there yeah. it is. Now. You don't know this scene? You guys know this scene? I don't know. Pretty famous uh, car. Matt, maybe not good Matt anymore. <laughs> you should uh, check out this scene. It's like they're just... They're just flying. They're just flying through traffic. Hey, just dog a with dog it. There. Love that generic rock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh See wait a minute. Balls, it's kind of an old school driving. Uh, it's a great scene with two fairly slow cars. Right. They're both slow cars. People yeah. don't realize yeah. the 308's slow, too. How'd you like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're just driving through Sunset Boulevard. Every movie in this era had to have a beige Rolls Royce somewhere. Young James Woods. <laughs> two slow cars. <laughs> cutting it up. All right. Locking we it got up. it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Famous slow car driving scene when those cars weren't considered slow. Yeah. Now you could do that I mean, with a were, Ford Ranger. They were faster than that Winnebago on the street there. <laughs> uh, should we bring Ricardo in from uh, Hot Wheels? I'll hit uh, Zycode and you go fetch Ricardo. Ah, yep. Heat, the enemy of speed. Zybar, revolutionary high temp coatings. Dissipates heat, increases performance of manifolds, headers, exhausts, turbos, intakes, all of it, man. The, and I, it looks good, too. Those heat wraps I have on some of my race cars, they they don't look great, that material. No. On a street car, they, they absorb moisture. And it looks like somebody took a fire hose and just wrapped it around your <laughs> headers. Zybar coats the metal surface, doesn't allow it to absorb heat. Uh, it's, it's so... It's, it's, there's so much science involved with this. It's just, it's not an aesthetic thing, although it looks good. It's a science thing. Anyway, Zebar increases horsepower and torque, reduces metal surface and under hood temperatures. And for our listeners, you can do it yourself, by the way. Visit zycoat.com, click coating services. You can do it at home or you can send your part in, yeah. which is really Super cool. Easy. Back in 15 days. So I hear Zycoat coach parts for you. Zycoat. Dot com. Ricardo, uh, let's see, I'm going to screw this up. Brisena, 
That's right. You got it right. Yeah, Ricardo, head of brand and marketing for uh, Hot Wheels, and there's a Hot Wheels Legends Tour, and that'll be tomorrow, as you hear this, Saturday. It'll be at the uh, Mattel headquarters in El Segundo, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. We're going to be there. Leno's going to be there. Um, I'm glad. I love it when brands in the automotive world or in the miniature automotive world are going strong. Like Hot Wheels was a... A big part of my childhood. It was yeah. exciting. I had to loop the loop and got all the crazy cars and did everything. And I'm so I had the carrying case. Oh that yeah, was shaped like the wheel. And now, forty years later, still going strong. Before the carrying case, we would use like fishing tackle boxes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that and, was uh, cool. Put put all the cars in there. Uh, good to <laughs> see you, Ricardo. Good to see you guys too. Thank you for having me here. So tell us about the Legends Tour. What the the point of this is is what to get p- people to show off their cars and potentially get made into Hot Wheel cars. Yeah, in a nutshell, it is we're going out around the country looking for a car that we will become the next Hot Wheels toy car. Oh, and how many? So how many stops do you guys make in your tour? We are making eighteen, eighteen a- stops. around the country. All of them at Walmart parking lots, and we'll have one at our headquarters, like Adam was saying. Okay, and then the result is what? This all culminates at the end of the year? Exactly. So at every stop, we have one finalist, and we bring each of the finalists together at SEMA at the end of the year, where we have all 18 cars on display, and we'll make the final judging and choose the one lucky car that will be turned into the next Hot Wheels car. Now, I think we're going to be there. I think we might be announcing the winner. Or we're going to be working with these guys on announcing. Oh, at SEMA. SEMA. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do CarCast live at SEMA with with the Mm -hmm. Hot Wheels guys. So our... Are the 18 finalists that are picked throughout the country, they're invited to SEMA, but are they all bringing their cars? Are, they gonna, are the 18 cars going to be there? Yeah, we'll have all 18 cars on display along with their, their builders, of course. Oh, um, nice. I was We were at the Hot Wheels Loop to Loop with Tanner Faust yeah. a few years back in downtown, I think it was. It was a pretty cool – boy, that was spectacular. It was a crazy jump because uh, – Tanner did his loop-the-loop along with – I'm trying to think of the other stunt driver. But uh, after loop-the-loop, they did the jump, and it was crazy because uh, somebody's suspension broke a little bit when they're coming down off the loop. And so obviously it made the, the jump after the loop pretty treacherous. <laughs> obviously yeah. they made it, but it was – oh, Greg Tracy is his name. It was, it was a pretty crazy stunt. Uh, I know Hot Wheels has done – other stunts is what anything in the plans for that? Well, we've done uh, a long jump also with Tanner Fa- yeah. uh, Faust at mm-hmm. the at the Indy Five Hundred, and then a corkscrew. Uh, we right now don't have any life science stunts in the planning. Our focus has been the Legends Tour, that's been uh, going immensely well, bringing together kind of the car world and bringing together fans and families because that's one of the things that's interesting about Hot Wheels. How Little kids to the big kids are always interesting in checking out what's happening. And, and everyone has so much passion for cars and so much passion for Hot Wheels. You know, I was thinking about the passion for cars. And I was just chugging along the two freeway heading back to my house. And I was like thinking about where we're at sociologically. Like I thought I, I have a lot of thoughts like, like why is the UFC so big? And why has it grown so big yeah. in the last five years? Like, why is it? Because 
we're getting so soft so quickly that this is an offshoot of that. Like kids, there's so much, everyone's wearing a helmet when they're riding a bike and a skateboard. There's airbags in every car. Everything's about safety, 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 safety. There's a million safety. When yeah. we were kids, yeah. you just put on your jeans and go out and ride your 10 speed or pop a wheelie on your dirt bike or whatever. But right. now the we safer we get, the more UFC we get. Yeah, And I was thinking like, what is going on with this race cars and the market for race cars and cars and car shows and events and getting bigger, SEMA getting bigger every year? And we did a car event. Thousands of people showed up, just first one ever. And yeah. and we're talking about Rensport and uh, we're talking about Luftacol. Uh, 6,000 people. Put a cap on it. Yeah, could've, it sold out like a day, 24 been, hours. Could have been 15,000 people if they didn't cap it. So I was like, I'm driving my car back and I'm going, how am I kind of reconciling this with electric cars and Uber and like kids not knowing how to drive a stick shift anymore? And like my kids are 12. They're like, I'll take an Uber with an electric guy. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, like their daddy's got a bunch of race cars. They don't give a crap. But I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking... I think the same thing with the UFC is going on with cars, which is the harder we go into Uber and Lyft and autonomous driving cars and electric cars and drive-yourself cars, the harder another segment of our society is going toward air-cooled and stick shift and hot wheel and yeah. cars. Like We're going harder this way. Like We want more cars. Like the harder you're going to go vegan, the more ribs I want. Like <laughs> yeah. you're reminding me I want meat. So you think that's is you do you do you have that sensation or do you have that vibe that it's going that way? I I think it's it's really interesting. It might be, but but I think it's because cars as we know them, they're kind of diverging in two ways. There's transportation, electric cars, Uber, all those things. And but then there's the entertainment and the and the fun part of cars, and I think that's what you're referring to. That's thriving. Where now cars and those car shows, we see all these crazy builds, all these crazy cars that are there just because they're fun, because of the passion, less because they're going to take you from point A to point B. They might, but it's about you know what the car represents and that that emotional attachment and that entertainment value of the car. Well, you you, you make a good point. I think that my kids will look at cars as transportation and then another set of cars is fun collector hobby whatever or, or when, even artwork like or now, artwork right we're having uh we're, people are building cars and and shops are building cars for some of these people with no real intention of driving them you know a little bit here and there because it, it is mobile but for the most part they're building Something they think is fun, or they're building an art piece, or they like the process of yeah, designing it and building what it. I'm, what I'm, yes, and I agree. And so what I'm saying is, is when we were growing up, you'd have a car, you'd hot rod the car, but it was just the car you drove. Yeah, it was like hot rodded, you know, or you modified as much as you could, but you still had to drive it to work or to, to school, to or and if work, if you didn't get it fixed on the weekend, you're walking wherever. On but you're you're right that I don't think my kids 
are going to look at a car the way we looked at. They'll just look at it. That's Uber. That's Lyft. That's transportation. That's just yeah, a yeah. beige electric thing that picks me up that may not even have a driver in it. <laughs> and I'll just go to sleep in the back seat and I'll wake up when we get to the airport. We didn't have that. But this whole other segment who's turning cars into art and hobbies and an expression, it's going hard and it's going good. And I'm, I'm, happy, to, I'm happy to hear about that. Yeah, and we see that passion and that fascination in every single one of the stops of our tours where we see there's still the a lot of the car fanatics that are showing up to our tours, but there's the five year olds, the eight year olds, the nine year olds with their with their parents that go there and it's like, Holy crap, this is a hot wheel show. I love to see this big car. So so the passion for cars and, and the art and what they represent still there, even in the little kids. Well, you got to be doing something right because you guys have increased the tour from whatever, like 15 stops last year to 18 stops. How many people came out last year? Last year, we had 65,000 fans in total and about 3,600 cars showing up to compete. Wow. wow. Oh, I wonder who the winner, Max Bata, find a picture, find the winner from last year. This is, um, who does the, uh, the winner from last year? Yeah, the Hot Wheels Legend Tour. Actually, when you're looking that up, I don't tell you guys. No, but that. you're saying something else. I was trying, to, oh, I was trying to see if there's anything else you want me to add to it. No, no that's fine. <laughs> um, no, but I, I like this. It's kind of uh, like we're talking about uh, the, the Power Tour. Oh, who does the uh, hot Opti- rod, Optima? Hot, hot Rod Power Tour. Well, there's the Optima and then the battery Optima thing. Yeah, it's just, car these companies are getting behind these events, and yeah. people are coming out, and they're competing, man. I love it. All right, do yeah. you read? Oh, yeah. Let me see who won last year. And those events are great because they're they're the Altimo cars. They're putting them out on the track too, which is fantastic. Sure. Castrol Edge, guys. This is a uh, Castrol Edge stronger under pressure. Engines can lose up to ten percent of performance due to friction, and with Castrol Edge with fluid titanium, it transforms under pressure to keep metal apart and fight power robbing friction to unlock exhilarating performance. It is three times stronger. Three times stronger, fool. Than the leading synthetic against viscosity breakdown per the Kurt Orban test test in the uh, 5W30 vis grade. Edge Edge formula always exceeds the toughest industry standards, but the new and improved formula incorporates the latest technology that makes it transform to be the strongest when pressure is highest. Guys, Castrol Edge. Check that out. All right. So, uh, wow. Looking at the car that won. That's the car? Last year. Do you guys pick the car based on what's the hardest or most (laughs) or easiest to turn into a Hot Wheels? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that car is the 2 Jet Z. And uh, what's cool is that this Saturday at our show, we're going to be inducting him and Luis Rodriguez, the, the builder, into the Hot Wheels Garage of Legends, kind of our, our Hall of Fame of cars. Yeah. And we'll be displaying the first, for the first time, the Hot Wheels version of that car. Um, but back to your question. We're, uh, by the way, we're looking at it kind of an Ariel Adam looking yeah, hand kinda, built, uh, kind of got a, got, also got kind of a 30s hot rod kind of look to it with a fighter jet, uh, Sort of sixties fighter jet or even even yeah. even forties yeah so it's got it's got a kind of aerial atom meets fighter plane from uh, world uh, from uh, Vietnam era but a really cool single seat or stacked single yeah, seater it looks like single seat and I don't know what the power plant is on that thing it's a, I don't know we'll try to figure that uh, try to it's it's very I like it when they take a nautical or aeronautical sort of approach to uh, building a car but. Uh, 
I'm sure the engine. Wait, what did you say the name of the car was? The 2JZ. So does it have a 2JZ engine in it? I'm going to go with that makes <laughs> sense, but we'll we'll see. Sorry. So uh we'll uh on Saturday you'll unveil the hot wheel that is this the, car. This thing. Yeah. That's well, right. It's going to be interesting. Yep. 2JZ GT 2JZ GTE stuffed with Wisco pistons. Yeah, hmm. so it's got what a super engine. It's got a super engine. Yeah. What engine is that? The the two JZ. I don't know what the two JZ yeah, is. I believe that's the super engine. And, oh, uh, oh, sorry, Supra. Supra, yes. I'm oh, sorry, I it's Supra. A super engine. <laughs> no, 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 Supra. To, to oh, no, that JZ. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, the, the, yeah, so it's flat. It's a six cylinder turbo. Yeah, horizontally opposed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, I got it now. You know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, That's a good engine for that thing because that thing probably weighs nothing. You can make those things, I don't know, 1,500 horsepower if you wanted to. They use those <laughs> engines when they do like propeller-driven aircraft, you know, something light, something air-cooled, something, uh, something you know is not going to break down at uh, 15,000 feet. <laughs> so uh, what's what's Leno doing out, out here, out there at the uh, El Segundo headquarters? So Jay's coming for the second year to be one of our judges at this big event, um, and he's going to be helping us. We have a, a set of criteria that we look for for our winners. Uh, since it's a Hot Wheels show, they need to have what we call authenticity. It needs to be, you know, a car that looks like a Hot Wheels, that you see driving around and say, that looks like a Hot Wheels. Creativity, it's also we want something different, something that's out there. Hot Wheels is all about variety. We make tons and tons of cars, almost a thousand cars each year, and they're all different. And that's one of the good things about Hot Wheels. We serve every car fan out there. So we want to see something that's different and something that's creative. And finally, garage spirit, that it's all about cars that are built, not bought. We don't want a car coming out of the dealership. We want kind of the builders to show their passion, their creativity, and kind of what their creations represent for them, uh, for them to kind of pick them as winners and turn them into a Hot Wheels car. Jay's going to want a Hot Wheels steam engine car. Something with a crank on the front that goes 17 miles an hour on the freeway. The most <laughs> the most famous Hot Wheel of my youth, I think, was the Silhouette. I remember that as being famous. I hope that wasn't a goddamn Matchbox car. No, no, no. Be angry. The Silhouette was actually one of the original 16 cars that we first made in 1968 when, when Hot Wheels first came out. Yeah, I remember wow. that. So I remember that. You were an early adopter. Yeah, well, jump in, Ricardo. You let me hang out there, man. I was like, I like the silhouette. Ricardo goes flatline, and I go, oh, oh, shit, is that not. a matchbox? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. 1968. You were an early adopter. That was like the iPhone of matchbox cars or Hot Wheel cars back then. Yeah, I was uh, – I mean, I probably didn't get it at the store the first year it came out but as i remember oh, as you bought the, it used. The years <laughs> yeah the corollas didn't buy new cars we bought used cars used cars it was single owner non-smoker <laughs> yeah divorce right. forced the sale <laughs> yeah. the nine-year-old was getting divorced yeah so he had to sell it so Div- when, when did when did hot wheels start making cars based off of real cars was everything just sort of an interpretation of a car initially or 
No, it was actually – it started out as uh, – uh, in 1968 and they were all real cars, either either OEMs or creations of other people. So they, they, But they were cars that embodied that idea of automotive car culture from Southern California back in the 60s. Um, so cars like Silhouette were first a life-size car that we turned into a Hot Wheels. We had uh, a – Corvette, we had a the Camaro was actually the first car that came out of the production line. So we had a lot of those cars that represented California car culture. And it wasn't until a few years later that we started introducing what we call Hot Wheels Originals, which are cars that our designers come up like their own creations that we have now turned into life size cars as well. Did um <clears throat> was that like an Ed Roth car, the silhouette? It looks Ed Rothy. I don't know who would have built the original silhouette. Designed by Harry Bradley. Oh, that doesn't sound like Ed Roth. (laughs) It's very Ed Roth looking. (laughs) Harry Bradley was the designer on Hot Wheels. He actually came from GM that was reinterpreted those creations. I believe that the silhouette is an Ed Roth creation. You're right. Uh-huh. Oh, Chris. Max Apatis oh, says no. The silhouette designed by Ed Bradley was based on a show car built by Bill Cushenberry. I knew Cushenberry. it. Bill, Big Daddy, Cushenberry. <laughs> I don't know about no that. No Ed Roth in no there, Ed Roth, huh? No, no, no not Ed Roth any there. Ed Roth. Very yeah. Ed Rothy. Oh, Somebody's ripping off Ed Roth. <laughs> Somebody get Bo Bachman on the phone. Yeah, get Bo Bachman on the phone. He's got so. them all. He's got them all stacked up in his museum. Um, the Orbitron and what, everything else he's got in there. What were the first? So no Ed Roth, but silhouette, huh? All right, you can look. Um, what were the first? See if you can find the first offerings for a Hot Wheel. Um, so I remember collecting those things, and I... I had I don't know they probably did like a snake and mongoose or some, they do some funny cars. We did snake and mongoose that happened uh, later. The original sixteen I I don't know if I can give them to you off the top of my head, but we had the silhouette, we had the beatnik bandit, hot heap, uh, we had the Corvette and the Camaro, we had a custom fleet side, we had um, a. Well, Chris will look. Chris will find them. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna put them up. That'll be fine. <clears throat> I remember there's also. Yeah, I remember oh, looking. Look I remember looking at. You know, the other cool one was the uh, the the beach, the one with the like surfboards in the back yeah. that was uh, like the uh, van with the roof cut off. I can't think of what was that one called. I looked. I looked at that. That was cool when I was a kid. Well, there's the Diora. Yeah, Diora. But then yeah. we also have the Diora Two, which is a modernized version of it, and we actually have a life size life size version of it that will be on display on on Saturday. I want to say, oh that, really? That popped yeah. up somewhere, like on the TV show Rides. Maybe did Foos build it? Did Foos? Foos was involved. It was like yeah. a, like a collaboration, but he was involved in, yeah. in that one. Yeah. Max Pattis says no. <laughs> Brian Cushenberry was the guy who did the original Diora. Yeah, there's a Diora too. I yeah. remember seeing it in an episode of some show, Rides or something. It's yeah. a it's a cool piece. There's so many cool pieces. Look, it, this is really what we're talking about here is why this country is great. People go out, <laughs> they do all this, they spend all this time in the garage, they bring the stuff out for the satisfaction of like other people stopping and going, "Wow, look at that! That looks good," and then. All for this one moment where somebody goes, 
who who did the upholstery on this car? And the guy goes, I did it myself. And you go, wow, that's good stitching. Like, yeah, that's yeah. all he did it for. So somebody could go, who yep. did the, who painted this? I painted it. Yep. And then they go, you paint it in my garage. Yeah. I took Visqueen. I made a tent. And I, I smoke it while I did it. And they, they love it. That's all. It's all for that moment when that's people it. walk up oh, and go, who fantastic. did this? And they go, fantastic. I did this. That's what's great about this country. Are all, all the cars are cast, right? So the process of making a car, like what's, what's sort of the, the soup to nuts? How does the process work? Where does it start? Well, it, it starts – it depends on, on the type of car, but, uh, but it starts – in our headquarters in El Segundo, California, where we have our design team and I'm reinterpreting the cars into the 164th scale uh, because, of course, a lot of things need to be modified for the cars to actually work on track because there's the cars, but also the fun of playing with them, going through loops, jumping, things like that. So they need to be readjusted and reproportioned for the 164th scale. Then we do the 3D modeling that we also do um, at our headquarters in El Segundo. And then uh, we start the process of developing the mold. For, for the diecast, and that happens overseas in our factories. And, and you know, it then the car is cast. There's multiple parts. Uh, there's a lot of metal parts and plastic parts. They get assembled, painted, put in package, and shipped to every kid's house around the world. We uh, The Hot Wheel track was not only fun to play with, but it was a good weapon. It could beat. It wouldn't <laughs> really leave welt, marks, like but... Yeah, it was a good just like, instrument of war. Like you can smack somebody on the ass with that <laughs> that that piece. It was the right length, yeah. the right heft, right flexibility. Put those little tongues in there. Put everything together. The loop, the loop was uh, fun. Uh, it was like man, when I was a kid, it was like that. The notion. My kid doesn't have this, of course, but he's playing Fortnite. But uh, setting something up. Yeah. You know, like getting it to the work. The build process is always the fun part. Yeah, like you go, we'll put this thing up, the start on the chest of drawers up here with our weird little clamp thing with the tongue on mm-hmm. it. Then we'll drop down, we'll do the loop, then we'll hold the loop up with the shoebox, and then we'll put the other track, and it's all the sort of mechanics of it. It's like how never far very is the stable, and it kind of, which is probably the hard sell when you get in Tanner Faust to do it in a life-side car, life-side car, because it was never very stable, like, because you're always trying to do things that aren't supposed to be part of the track. From your bed, out the door, and then chase the cat, and it's like the track goes all around. Kalen, you just built a track for your four-year-old brother? Yeah, when he was turning four, I got him a Hot Wheels set, and uh, yeah, I sat down on the floor, I put it all together, and when you first get the engine going... And it shoots off his face when that first car shot out of there and started going around the track was like the greatest thing he'd ever seen in his life. And they, even all the parents, too, were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I was like, you guys don't know about Hot Wheels? Yeah, every <laughs> parent on, in there was you, lame. Yeah. They, everyone was glued <laughs> to that track. And then we took it and then we took it apart and built a different track, you yeah. know, because they got different like models. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yep. But you got it right. That's exactly what Hot Wheels is about. Because even when you get it to work, then what do you do? You you want to go faster or jump higher or maybe do it with two cars. So it's all about, you, you know, modify it. keep going. So the question is, is now we, we can go to all these different companies. You can go to Oakley and get custom sunglasses and Nike and get custom shoes. With 3D printing and be able to 3D print metal at some point, when can we get to building our own order up on the Hot Wheels website and be like, oh, here's here's my car. And for you know, for some bunch of money, for I don't know, fifty bucks, can I get a one off Hot Wheels car make custom made? 
That is a good question. It's actually something that we've been talking about now for for several years, and I think I think we're getting we're getting closer. We're not quite there, but we're getting closer, and uh, it'll be a really interesting and cool cool world to see what also what fans do with their Hot Wheels cars. We have an, an amazing following of of collectors and fans yeah. of Hot Wheels that even today modify the Hot Wheels cars, and they change the little engine inside, or they change the wheels, and they paint them themselves, all in the one sixty four scale. So once we get all 3D printing, uh, the, the the sky's the limit. I've got a, I'm wondering, <laughs> like in a world where you know old Schwinn Stingrays are worth three grand now, because I got the Apple Crate and it's uh, no, it's, it's, it has the original tires on it. Like in a world where everyone's collecting this memorabilia yeah. from the past, I I gotta believe there's some Hot Wheels from 1968 that are like still in the package that some guy's trying to get uh, two grand for on eBay or something. There's gotta be a whole yeah. vintage collector world there's for like that, a right? Whole, there's like a whole wall of it in the Peterson Museum now, right? Yeah, well, it's, and there's, it's, a, there's it's, a huge... It's the history. There's a huge world of collecting. There, In fact, there's two collector conventions each year in the US. One that happens in LA, the other one rotates but it's in the East Coast. Yeah. And and collectors come and trade their cars. The 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 most valuable Hot Wheels is uh is it was appraised at over a hundred thousand dollars a few years back. So there's there's, wow. there's some good money to be made there. See, I believe it. I saw a forty year old virgin. Here's <laughs> that's here's how I am. Like I see everyone going to Comic Con. I'm like, please knock that off. That's for kids. Hot Wheel Collector Convention. That's fine. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I'm no, in. but that's healthy. That's different. <laughs> that's a healthy engagement yeah. of activities. But what you guys are doing over there with all yeah. your nerd outfits? No, no, cut you're that an adult. Out. Come with me to the Hot Wheel Convention. <laughs> all right, right, do your read, man. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'll tell you guys about Geico. Everybody's got a to do list. You drop off your dry cleaning, you pick up some milk, and now you can add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list, and you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Be sure to check out Geico.com. All right, so we will be uh, out there on Saturday. Uh, tomorrow, if you hear this today, uh, at the uh, Mattel uh, headquarters in El Segundo. And uh, the event's going on 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And uh, Leno will be out there as well. So bring your car, bring the kids, bring uh, bring a smile and come on down and uh, say hi. Is there um, admission, tickets to be purchased, any, any websites to steer anyone to, or you just come on down and bring the kids? Free admission for everyone. If you want to register your car, uh, there's still time to enroll them. Just go to hotwheels.com slash legends tour and it's a uh, free registration, but they just need to be registered to be there. And yeah, it's going to be a great event. There's food trucks, there's little cars, there's big cars. There's going to be a ton of people, music. It'll be a, a really good celebration of, of car culture. I'll yeah, be at the sure. uh, Bray Improv uh, tonight, Friday night and Saturday night. So why shouldn't I work a couple of <laughs> a couple of gigs on a Saturday. I'll be uh, heading down uh, doing two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and uh, I'll be doing stand-up there, and Adam Ray will be uh, with me as well, and we'll do Adam Quarles Unprepared, so check that out. And not Taco Bell material, my stand-up special. Check that out at Chassis and everywhere else. Matt, what do you got? Shift and Steer? Yeah, Shift and Steer on Podcast One and iTunes. And until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Ricardo Brice- Oh, God. Brasino. Brasino. 
Braseno. You got it right oh, the first time. Braseno. I didn't feel the yo. Ricardo Braseno. There, there we go. go. <laughs> and Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.